Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Feeling cocky. Might talk some Tua today. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Who needs defense? Who needs defense when you have Tua? Who needs defense when you have Tua? Stone, you know, you you know, you know what I want right off the bat. You know what I want right off the bat. I want to hear some beautiful Tua to Tyreek footage. How about we let, let's start in the third quarter, shall we? Let's start in the third quarter, shall we? Courtesy of CBS, Kevin Harlan on the call. Tua in stride. I don't want to hear oh underthrow, underthrow, arm strength. Uh 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 uh. In stride to a seven steps, allowing Tyreek Hill seven steps behind behind JC Jackson. Tua finds your man. The best beginning field position 35 of LA. He's got who takes it to Take that helmet off, Tyreek. Hey, how about how about how about uh third and ten? Uh eventual game winning drive to a pocket collapsing, stepping up, throwing on a dime. A dime between two defenders down the sideline. Tyreek Hill to the 20. Let's hear that. That's right. That's right, Trent Crane. What a play. Now, in case you're scoring at home, that is the finest throw of Tua Tungavailoa's career. Period. Bar none. Not even a question, Theo. That is the best throw of Tua Tungavailoa's career. No doubt. Okay. Okay. Professional career, because I do got to go back to that national championship Okay, game. fine, fine, fine. Yeah. But that was a different time. Alabama's not a superpower okay. anymore. We don't care. All right, just We saying. don't care. Just saying. The superpower, the superpower, Alabama's never been the same, well, kind of, since Tua left. <laughs> but then I, I am I am the, the card-carrying member. I'm the president of the I Hate Fades in the End Zone fan club, unless it's Tua dropping it in a bucket right to he, 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 his all-world receiver, Tyreek Hill, Tua Tungavailoa wins the game yesterday with the single greatest fade throw to ever be tossed by any quarterback oh. in the sport of football. Let's hear it, Kevin Harlan. Just right into his chest, nestling it between the one and the zero on the front of Tyreek Hill's uniform, and the Dolphins win the thriller of week one. I don't even care what happens tonight. Christ himself could descend upon the field at MetLife Stadium and start playing quarterback for the Bills or the Jets, and it would not surpass the thrill that we saw yesterday. The Dolphins with no defense to speak of, but they had the great arm of Tua Tungavailoa and the speed of Tyreek Hill to win 36 34. My God, Theo, what a majestic, majestic performance to lay eyes on. It felt spiritual, to be quite honest. It's uh, it, not only that, but for it to happen in week one to oh. open your season that way. Like, I mean, Dolphins fans got to be riding high. Anybody that got Tua or Tyreek Hill in their fantasy team has got to be riding high. And then football fans as a whole. I know you didn't like the Dolphins defense, but I think football fans as a whole. I, got I, that it game. wasn't I didn't like it. It's that I hated it. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, they were going against the Chargers. Like, Justin Herbert's still a guy. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are still people. Austin Eckler, one of the best backs in the league. But still, for that to happen, for us to get that in the second slate, um, to get a game that can really be highlighted with some really good action and it came down to it, it reminded me of not the same game flow, 
but it reminded me of that uh, Ravens-Dolphins game last year that mm-hmm. just like took the nation by storm. And I think that was a second slate game as well. Yep, and that was a uh, six-touchdown performance yeah. from Tua. If there's, if there's one criticism of Tua from yesterday, not enough touchdown passes. <laughs> not enough touchdown passes. 466 real man yards from Tua through the air. Tyreek Hill, 213 receiving yards. All man receiving yards. The Dolphins had 17, 17 uh, explosive plays, 15 yards or more. The next closest in the NFL week one was eight with the Rams. The Dolphins put on an absolute show on offense yesterday, and it was completely unexpected to me. I did not see that coming, especially when you go back to last year, December, Monday Night Football. Dolphins, Chargers, same place. SoFi Stadium. Tua Tungavailoa in that game. Only 145 yards passing. 10 of 28. It was a disaster. The Dolphins held to 17 points. Their best offensive play came off of a fumble while Tyreek Hill picked it up and raced it down the sideline for a touchdown. And on a day yesterday where... Last year's number one offense, points per game, the Chiefs, 29.2 points per game. They get stymied in week one against the defense that was the worst in the NFL a season ago, the Detroit Lions. Let's just pump the brakes, though. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, they are stymied in their week one game. Okay, let's... You don't 20 to... points on the board. Okay. On a day where the Eagles, number three offense... Points per game last year with the great Jalen Hurts, 28.1 points per game. What happened to them yesterday? They won, but it was an absolute struggle. They put 25 points on the board. On a day where Joe Burrow goes sub-100 passing yards, Mm. his Bengals last year, 26.1 points per game, and the Bengals are absolutely snuffed out in Cleveland. Couldn't do anything. They muster a single field goal. The Vikings... Kirk Cousins and company, Justin Jefferson, 24.9 points per game a season ago. The Vikings lay an egg, 17 points at home. Lose to time to bake Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the same day that offenses, on the same week that offenses look ragged across the board. I'm seeing speculation between the 1 o'clock games and 4 o'clock games. See, this is what happens because starters don't play in the preseason any longer. Tua comes out. And goes for 466 against the defense. By the way, the most expensive defense in the NFL. $127.8 million invested in that defense. A defense that, again, figured him out last year. He goes for 466. Tyreek Hill did whatever he wanted. Jalen Waddell did whatever he wanted. Alec Ingold coming out of the backfield did whatever he wanted. River Craycraft, yeah. you guessed it, pay, did whatever he dirt. wanted. Absolutely. On the day where offenses across the board struggled, there was one team that absolutely aerial attacked the hell out of the opponent and found a way to win, and that was the Miami Dolphins. They bucked every trend yesterday. Tua, he is elite in ball placement. He is elite when it comes to accuracy. He is elite when it comes to vision. He is elite when it comes to timing. That is not a dispute, not a debate. I don't care how thick he is. I don't care if people want to make fun of his concussions or his jujitsu or his new helmet. Make fun away. This dude is elite when he is healthy. He came out in a week one, and you would have never known he had the concussion issues. You would have never known he had five series in the preseason. That yesterday, that explosion, that midseason performance from Tua in week one from the Dolphins' offense in week one, that's the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday for me, and damn it, was it glorious. Did you think leading into kickoff that the day was going to be historic for the Miami Dolphins? No, no. Fourth most yards ever in NFL history in a season opener for Tungvaloa. Vailoa. It became increasingly clear, though, like three series in. And the, don't forget, the Dolphins should have scored on their opening possession. Mm. They just easily did whatever they wanted against the Chargers defense, and then Connor Williams converted guard to center, snaps the ball against his, his, his chode, and uh, <laughs> the Dolphins turn it over right at the goal line. Okay, <laughs> uh, For the second time in that possession, and then what did the Dolphins do after allowing a touchdown? March right back down the field. 
easily. It was then that I thought to myself, wait a minute. Uh, they're doing whatever they want. And Tyreek Hill doesn't have a guy within 10 yards of him every play. And Jalen Waddle's just standing there waiting for the football. The route running was elite. Mike McDaniel put on a master class of play calling, and there is no quarterback in the NFL with better timing, better timing with the ability. I'm not saying pure quarterback, but better timing and accuracy with that timing, anticipation than to a tongue of Iowa. When that game was ended, all I could think about was Tyreek Hill's got to love the decision he made, leaving Kansas City, watching them play on Thursday. Yeah. And then you fast forward to Sunday, you go for 215, the third most yards ever in a season opener. I mean, times are good down here in SoFlow. I know. I mean, it, it must be amazing for Tyreek Hill. I mean, I mean, wait, what did the Chiefs do last year without him? They won the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Because I'm tripping. My head right. is, is kind of foggy. My memory's not as good, but you're right. I think Tyreek Hill is having a blast with those regular season wins for sure. Uh, I can tell you're salty. <laughs> I would love to have Tyreek Hill back. I yes. know you would wish to have a quarterback who could pull off that type of production. I okay. get it. Raise your hand if you're own one. <laughs> okay, your Jets have a There's only, yet. but still, as of right now, at 12-11, right. there was one man in this room raising his hand. Okay, you're uh-huh. right. Uh, so y'all have so, fun now. This is y'all's time to have fun in September, uh, by the way. My time to celebrate is in February. Your time is September. I love that for y'all. I, it is crazy, though, that the Dolphins, they, um, they, they came one defensive series away. If, if that final defensive series went the way every other Dolphins defensive series did yesterday, this would be a completely different me right now. A completely different me right now. Um, Perfect, Vic Fangio. One of, uh, I, I mean, one of the most expected things from yesterday for me was the Dolphins finally found a pass rush on the final defensive series and got to Justin Herbert twice. Uh, Jalen Phillips decided he was going to start the season late, late, late in the fourth quarter. So that was fun. But for me, the Dolphins, while offenses, great offenses across the league, scuffled and sputtered yesterday. I mean, the Bengals, I don't know what the hell that was, but that was horrific on their part. The Dolphins just came out like it was mid-November and just started chucking the ball absolutely everywhere against the most expensive defense in the NFL. No team has invested more money in their defense than the L.A. Chargers, and Tua made them look like Vanderbilt. Mm. I mean, Tua made them look like Vandy. What was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday? What was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. I am rejoicing. I am jacked with the Dolphins yesterday. Again, I don't speak of the defensive performance because it doesn't matter. We speak of Tua. We speak of Tyreek. We speak of Craycraft. We speak of McDaniel today. We celebrate the Dolphins. But for you, on your NFL Sunday, your opening NFL Sunday, and damn it, Stone, I'm telling you, the best investment I've ever made was Red Zone. Oh. I don't know what I've been waiting on. Yeah. I don't know what I've been waiting on. I couldn't I've got, wait to text you. I've got, I've got some, uh, some observations from yesterday on that. What was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday, good or bad? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. Lavelle messages in. Kansas City ain't going back to the Super Bowl. It's our time. Three Dolphins emojis. Ooh, I love it. Oh, too. I love you so much. I love that. I, I love the expectations rising. I love the fans getting all invested because I can't wait uh. until, until January hits. Just can't wait. I mean, is it me or is Tua? Why are you planning on taking a vacation? <laughs> is he sneaking up on Patrick Mahomes? It's to oh his second career God. game with 450 passing yards and three touchdowns on the road, tying Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, yeah. and Joe Montana. Does Tua utilize Tyreek Hill better than Patrick <laughs> Mahomes did? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Some people are saying he does. I'm yes. hearing it. Some people are saying it. I'm, I'm hearing it. Yes. Yeah, I heard it. I, I may have seen it somewhere. I may have heard it somewhere. I'm going to mark this date down. Uh-huh. I'm going to mark this uh-huh. date down. We're uh-huh. going to come back to this show. I'm going to clip this portion. What's this? The first 15 minutes. Uh-huh. We're going to clip this portion, uh, September 11th, 2023. Uh, also, yeah, never forget. I, I didn't even realize. Yes, yeah, September 11th. But yeah, that's no, Ken's I'm gonna, fault. I'm going to clip this date, this time, this timestamp, so I can go back to this when uh, when that time of the year does come back around. But I'm happy for Dolphins fans. I am. 
Uh, looks fun. Dane messages in, Ken, I love it. The Dolphins lit it up. The Raiders beat the Denver Paytons. Bucks beat the Lovable Cousins. Let's go. Perfect weekend. Oh, and by the way, hashtag Seminoles. Let's go, Ken. Dane, let's go, Dane. Yeah. And Canes. Dane, obviously, not a yeah. Canes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go, Canes. We, yeah. We'll also get to Take that. I, just, I, I, am, <laughs> I am on top of the damn world right now. I feel superb. Theo, you sat down, you settled in. You now have newfound weekends off. What a glorious development in the life of one Theo Dorsey. Mm. The man himself, uh, you're you're flipping around. You got Scott Hansen in one year. Maybe you got a little little, uh, quad box. Uh, 100%. Well, I can't. I, I wasn't able to afford the quad box this oh, year, so I just oh. got. I, I lock in on one game on the big screen, and I got the red zone I get on the it. laptop. You got a home renovated. I yeah. understand. Yeah, I yeah. completely That's, understand. Quad boxes for the rich yeah, folk. Yeah, That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, your boy's thriving. Okay, your boy's thriving. Uh, what was what was super super unexpected to you yesterday? There's no way you could have predicted this that you saw with your own two eyes yesterday. Uh, it's it's two things, and it's it's going to be boring to the the uh, the casual NFL fan, but to me, it's a little enticing. It's the defenses of both D'Amico Ryans for the Texans and then Jonathan Gannon with the Cardinals. I didn't expect we have the offensive masterminds that get the new jobs in the NFL, and that seems like it's the wave these days. You get the Mike McDaniels of the world, uh, and your team has immediate impact. You get the Brian Dayball, saying uh, what happened last night. You get the Brian Dayball, Whoa. and you get immediate impact. But to see the Cardinals defense look like one of the better units that I saw all Sunday and kind of locking up the commanders there, even though they lost in the Texans, what they were able to do against Lamar Jackson, like it just, to me, I've always been in the past three, four years fighting against the whole get the defensive minded coach um, thing. And now Jonathan Gannon with the Cardinals and maybe D'Amico Ryans with the Texans pushing back against that, showing some confidence on that side of the football and giving both of those franchises a little bit more hope than, their teams probably thought they had. Should Brian Dayball get his 2022 Coach of the Year <laughs> award taken away? Some people are saying it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Three questions here. Uh, the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday. Does Tua utilize Tyree Kill greater than Patrick Mahomes did? Oh. And should Brian Dayball lose his 2022 Coach of the Year award? 888-760-3776. Three simple things to open a Monday. I would actually say Tua low-key does utilize, not even low-key, does utilize Tyreek Hill better than what Mahomes did. Partially, it's it's situational. Like, Patrick Mahomes also had a guy like Travis Kelsey right there, and he also yeah. was spreading it more around. But, like, the way that Tua and Tyreek have that connection, the way that he looks for him on every play, he finds him, and those timing routes that Mike McDaniel have drawn up, like, I do love the way that Hill looks in the Dolphins uniform. I hate it, but... I love it for y'all. Off of social media, the Rams, who were supposed to be horrible, beating the brakes off the Seahawks, the most unexpected portion of the opening NFL Sunday. Who's that Uh, receiver? What's his name? The the guy that got the Cooper Cup number of targets for them, the rookie out of the fifth rounder. It's like uh, he has a funky name. uh, Let me me, Atwell. No, no, no. Uh, It's like Atwell. Tutu's Florida boy. It's uh, a Akua, Akua, Nakua. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the hell his name it is. It felt he, like some of these this, some oh uh, yeah, Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. He had like 15 10 targets. 10 for 119. Uh 10 catches, 119 and 15 targets. Yes. 15 targets, a fifth rounder. Here's a the, rookie. And, and and here's the thing. How about thing, Puka? Uh Puka Katua. You know, Stafford's wife went on her podcast uh a couple of weeks ago and said, "Oh, Matt just he can't connect with his younger teammates. Like they're on their phones all the time." I don't think that was the issue. Yeah. I just think that uh, he has no idea how to pronounce any of their names. Like that's the problem for him. Uh, but but the Rams looked great. Uh, by the way, uh, Geno Smith screwed me in Prize Picks, and I'll tell you about Prize Picks later. But I had money on deck, money on deck. I was rolling. I had everything selected correctly on the easy to use Prize Picks app. And guess who screwed me? Geno Smith. Well, what are you doing with Geno Smith? I went with Tua. What are you doing? I went with, with G- Tua too. I went with uh, four quarterbacks. Four quarterbacks, more yards than. I, I decided to keep it simple, more yards than. Ben, the overs is a, a full, I mean, that's stone. on you. You mean stone. more than. You mean more than. More than whatever, overs, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But you're doing the more. Tell them, Stone. I, I learned that the hard way on the prize picks, too. That's how I lost my, my deposit last year. Yeah, you can't hide those lying eyes. Ben, yeah. you ended up choosing Dino <laughs> there, and he ended up burning well, you. Just know prize picks is the best daily easy. fantasy. Did he easily. write back? Easily. 
Uh, what? Gino, did he write back? Or he did not write back. Damn no, it. no, what he's writing to him now. Uh, who is the most? Uh, what was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Now, Stone was uh, Stone was coming back from uh, from Illinois. Uh, where he was doing college football this uh, weekend, this past weekend, South Dakota. Oh, you were in South Dakota. Even worse. Yeah, uh, yeah And yeah. so, so he was coming home, and I know you were watching football on the flight. You were oh, watching yeah. football around you. You were paying attention. What caught your eye yesterday? We we're like, how is this? How is this taking place? Yeah, I had red zone going, of course, as I always do. Scott Hansen in my ear. Me and Ken shared that yesterday. Got nice. to chat about it. But I, I'm bouncing back between all the games. But there was one game that was sticking out to me, and it was the Bengals and the Browns. And I said, all right, I got to tune into this. Why aren't these teams scoring points? And then I see this stat in front of my face. Joe Burrow failed to complete a pass more than 10 air yards for the first time in his career going 0-8. Ended with a QBR of 20. So for me, it was Jeez. Joe Burrow and them getting clowned. Clowned by the Cleveland Elves, Browns, whatever Jamar yes. Chase wanted to call them. <laughs> to me, it was Joe Burrow and the, that, that uh, the Bengals' performance. It was a head-scratcher, unexpected, all the above. That was as big a no-show as you're going to see mm. by a contender. Yeah. And think about, I mean, Joe Burrow, just lit- days, literal days, literal hours after signing the biggest contract in NFL history, does that? I mean, come on. Oh, but it was raining. Stop. Stop. Like, that's just bad. The, the worst part about it, so the Bengals, the Bengals fans, who, again, that, that Joe Burrow contract was announced when? During that Thursday night football game where the Chiefs got knocked off by the Lions, or at least it was right before, at least. Every, all the conversation about it was during and throughout it. Bengals fans rejoicing in the Chiefs' loss Thursday night. They're talking trash about Kadarius Toney and the, and the Chiefs' wide receiver core, talking up Joe Burrow. They're talking down on the Browns, all this leading into a Sunday game in Cleveland. And for their, them to get embarrassed like that, 84 passing yards total for Joe Burrow. Uh, my favorite clip I was just showing you guys before the uh, show, Miles Garrett. And I thought this happened maybe in the fourth quarter or something like the Miami Hurricanes of the 2000s would do where the defensive line is like celebrating before they go get a sack. Miles Garrett crossing up, literally doing basketball moves yeah. in front of yeah. the Bengals center. Shadow crossover basketball dribbling. Like what you do in your kitchen when you're like, you know, just right. hanging around watching sports. It's a commercial break. You do a couple crossovers and a jump shot. He's doing that in the first quarter when it's still scoreless. And then seconds after he does it, he beats the center and gets over to, uh, uh, gets a pressure on Joe Burrow. Like the Browns totally undressed them, and, and I loved every second of it. Uh, Stone, can I hear um, Can I hear Tua to Tyreek on that third and ten on the final drive one more time? And again, this is this is the greatest throw of Tua's career. My God. I mean, it's just... I mean, Stone, let me pick your quarterback brain for just a second. Former Southern Illinois playoff winning quarterback, okay? Um, the pocket's collapsing around him. He, he takes four steps out of it on the run. He throws with his weak arm, his rag arm to a tongue of Iowa, but he ends up throwing it 40 yards in the air on a dime to a sliding Tyreek Hill between the corner and the safety on a third and ten and a play you absolutely have to have. I mean, how good is that stuff? Well, well, first of all, it's one of the plays you can't coach. If you're Mike McDaniel, you're sitting on the sideline and you're the rest of that offensive staff, it's a play you can't coach. And as far as the concept, you just had Tyreek Hill manned up, obviously had safety over the top. But here's the thing. If you're a quarterback and you understand that you have man coverage, you're going to let that ball go pretty early. I think Tua realized, I missed my window. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I didn't, because I have a mega left arm, and I'm going to make that throw regardless. So it's something that Ooh. I... Say that again. Ooh. Say that again about his left arm. Wow. He has a mega left arm. <laughs> oh, God, it I've, sounds I've, great. That's wow. the thing. So you missed your window. You realized, okay, I'm late. There's no way I can get this. But oh. he turned his brain off, and he said, you know what? I'm going to make it happen anyway. Scooting up in the pocket, obviously creating some space and hitting that throw right in the hole, and the safety wasn't getting... Wasn't able to get there. So it was cool to see Tua kind of um, play instinctively and, and say, you know, I'm going to make this throw anyway. Like, I know I, I missed my window for it, but I'm going to do it myself. And he did that. Between that and, uh, and, and just a gorgeous third down rollout throw along the right sideline to Braxton Berrios uh, in that game where he's just his accuracy and his ability to throw on the run, you know what it is? It's those neck muscles. That man mm. hit the gym. Mm. Built up those neck muscles, said no more brain mush. Said, hey, jujitsu, I'm falling. 
I'm falling correctly. Tuck that chin. Tuck that chin. Mm. And now you've got a brand new man. Brand new man in Tua. Mm. Some of the ball placement was, oh. was just absurd at times. As far as catching it in stride, and I know that sounds... Right, I mean, you, you look all across the board on Sunday. You had some quarterbacks oh, making yeah. big-time throws. Yeah. But Brock the, Purdy was... The, the ball placement. Brock yeah. Purdy was on one yeah. as well. But oh, Tua hey. puts that ball right there. Speaking of, uh, of the 49ers-Steelers game... Hey, it's like I've been saying all along, the preseason doesn't matter, right, Steelers fans? <laughs> we, I mean, we had we had people telling us that Kenny Pickett and the Steelers are the uh, are the, the 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 perhaps under the radar AFC representatives yeah. in the Super Bowl because Kenny Pickett looked good in the preseason against some third stringers on the other side. What happened when they went against a man football team <laughs> on NFL hey, Prediction Friday? Good. NFL Prediction Friday that we had. Yeah. We, we, we brought up Damian Woody, who uh-huh. picked the upset. Mm-hmm. And obviously in the first, second quarter, you realize, okay, I made a mistake. Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> breaking ankles <laughs> left and right. Like the thing that amazed me most out of that, that maybe that should have been mine, was like how bad the Steelers did. Defense look because a lot of the hype was around Kenny Pickett and how the offense was clicking in the preseason, but also we expected a Mike Tomlin led defense with Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt to create more problems for the 49ers, but they they had their way. Sam Darnold's not feeling good today. He was going oh into yesterday God. thinking, you know what? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I got myself a chance here. And it's then, the Steelers sir. defense. And then uh, he looked out on the field, and that guy was looking pretty good. Yeah, he was. Oh my he goodness. was looking pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, no one. Yeah, that was, but then Purdy does play a little reckless. Sam Darnold will probably play some games because he's he's bound to get banged up like every other 49ers quarterback. But damn, do they look good. And that offense, I mean, you were talking about the Dolphins offense. The 49ers have like a million ways to beat you, including the run game. That's that's something to be afraid of in the NFC. Uh, I was wrong, by the way. I want to admit this, Theo. I, I take I take great pride in being, in being uh, factual. Uh, in saying things that are not only provocative, but also correct. Mm. I was wrong on Friday uh, when we were discussing who the second most important player other than the quarterback are on your NFL team. I was talking Dolphins, and I said, without Teron Armstead, this Dolphins team is bleeped. Mm. They are bleeped. Uh, I tell you what, in pass protection, an offensive line other than uh, Connor Williams snapping it against his undercarriage multiple times yesterday, other than that, Look pretty good. Look pretty good. I'm going to change to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you have to. He is ridiculous. So I I was wrong. Uh, it's Tyreek Hill, not Teron Armstead. You can, you can scheme around. And again, I'm not an offensive genius or football genius, but it seems that these guys who are great on the sidelines with the headsets can scheme around poor offensive line play. It's, it's really hard to scheme around Tyreek Hill, yeah. like on the defensive side. It is it's nearly impossible, it seems. Uh, Jalen Waddell only had five targets yesterday. Think about that. The Dolphins put up 36 points with Jalen Waddell, five targets. And they came early. Too. Right, they were early. They were early. You talk about scheming around offensive line. Uh, what's going on in Chicago over there? Justin <gasps> Fields had uh, no... Oh, wait, you mean Justin Fields isn't going to win the MVP? I'm shocked. I mean, you could have put a blindfold on oh. Justin Fields. It would not have made a difference. It was open the doors. The most overhyped nonsense in the offseason was talking up Justin Fields like he was an MVP candidate, a dark horse MVP candidate, like the Bears were on the come up, and then they get humbled in a massive way yesterday. It's almost like we were all saying it on this show all offseason. Right, oh, uh, more talk about the Cowboys? Well, that's inherent. Oh, uh, Justin Fields, more more Justin Fields talk. Justin Fields calling himself the fifth fastest quarterback, uh, top five fast quarterback. He's in running NFL from history. D lineman all I day mean, yesterday. This this team was Ooh. cocky. This team was cocky in the offseason. And then what happened? They got smacked right in the package over and over and over yesterday against a team. No matter who the quarterback is, they can't beat him. They can't beat him, won't beat him. The exclamation point, not just Justin Fields that one time he tried to get outside of contain and he got uh he got walked down by that white D end. Which yeah. was amazing to see. I was, oh, fifth fastest quarterback, huh? <laughs> White the end just went and hawked you down like a like a one hundred meter dash. Uh, also, that pick he threw to Quay Walker, uh, linebacker Quay Walker, who then, before he ran it in for a touchdown, turned and ran over the Bears running back before he went yeah. and marched it in. Like that was just amazing to see. The Packers look good. The Bears, I mean, yeah, the hype all down the drain. And, and Justin Fields, maybe not, maybe not MVP, but maybe he can, you know. Run for 1,000 yards again and get our hopes up? I don't know. Uh, before we go to break, I just want to point out, it could be football karma. Some people are saying it. Um, Tua, 466, a winner. Week one for the Dolphins against the Chargers. Brian Flores, 
First game defensive coordinator of the Vikings. Taking it out of the bake show. Some people are saying it's karma. How about that? Who are the people? Me. <laughs> just a rumor. That's me. It's just a rumor that I heard that I said. And Ryan Clark Steelers. 30 to 6, right? Yeah. Against the yeah. 49ers. Hey, Ryan. Ryan. Pay, uh, why don't you pay more attention to your Steelers and not to the thickness of Tua? Mm. Okay? Tua's just fine. Mm. Your Steelers, not so much. I, I, could, I, I can't even bring up Baker Mayfield because it wasn't unexpected. I knew what was going to happen. I knew what that result would be. Well, you played his heart out. Well, I'm proud why. of my boy. All of that was expected. It was time to bake. It was time. <laughs> time to bake. I'll find the riff. Uh, what was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday? You're right. We do have that. What was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. What was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday? I say the Dolphins bucking the trend of rough offenses and getting after it behind Tua, as Stone put it, his mega left Arm, his mega left arm. Theo says there were some defenses that got after it yesterday. The Texans, all right. Mm. The Cardinals, all right. Maybe there's something there. Hey. Maybe they're on to something in a league that's chock full of offense. And then, Stone, what was yours? Joe Burrow just Joe Burrow. sucking it up. Bleeping the bed. Joey B. What was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday, good or bad? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. What, what was our time to bake thing, uh, Stone? I forgot. Um, we were, what do you mean? Like, what, what do you mean, what was Did we have it? a sound effect? Oh, yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah, because I forgot. Time to bake! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I can't stand it. Uh, I forgot about that. that is just... uh, so, the... Uh, the the Buccaneers go into Minneapolis. They beat the Vikings. Big win. What time was it? Time to bake. That's correct. Is it considered bake? When it's against the Vikings? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're baking. You're baking. I don't know. Like a 13 win team last season? Shut yeah. the hell up. They baked. That's the saying. You know that's not. That's, don't do that. It was on paper. <laughs> 13 wins. Right, right. Literally there. Tangible 13 and wins. And Baker walked into Minnie. And gave him the business. <laughs> and then what happened at the end of last year? 13-win Vikings team. They lose to the team that uh, maybe laid the biggest turd of all yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that 13 wins the Vikings. That's had. hilarious. It wasn't even unexpected to us. We didn't even bring up the Giants uh, losning on uh, Sunday Night Football. 40 to 0. Four, four, 40 to nothing. Uh, so, so, again, <laughs> secondary questions off our main question. What was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday? Should Brian Dable get his Coach of the Year award taken away? And... Does Tua utilize Tyreek better than Patrick Mahomes did? Some people are saying it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? Well, good thing there's Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Their team's experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery, as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care, visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. The most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. He's the lone sad man in the studios today, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I have Afterglow, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, Stone. Your, your best and your worst performance yesterday, whether it's a player or a team, your best worst performance on the opening NFL Sunday. Player or team does not matter. Does not matter. Whatever's in Stone Lebanowitz's brain. Because we've spoken a lot about Tua, I want to go Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill being the best. Those two just lit it up. Worst, 
by far Danny Penny's Daniel Jones. <laughs> That's messed up. Danny Penny's. So I, I, I'll choose Tyreek Hill over Justin Jefferson because I think he mattered more to All the right, game. So and Tyreek Hill one. is your 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 my your best best your best aspect of yesterday, yeah. and then Danny Penny's. Yep. Um, formerly Danny Dimes. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, that was your your worst player team yesterday. Absolutely. Uh, I I can't give the Dolphins my best from yesterday because, again, the defense was that bad. That horrendously bad. Hey, Vic, wake up, buddy. Season's here. I, I, that was horrific. Yeah, but the like, I sat offense. here worried about Vic, Vic Fangio and whether or not he was going to actually become the defensive coordinator. And now it just looked outdated and bad. That was the, horrible. The Chargers offense is going to do that to everybody all season long. But though. they didn't even do it with Justin Herbert. It was run, run, run. They ran for 230-something yards yeah. yesterday. That's inexcusable by any metric. Week one, any game in the NFL, that's horrible. But isn't Vic more about, like, stopping the pass? Like his, yes. all, his def- So, I mean, he's giving that up. He's giving some of that up. You can't stop everything, well, especially against one of the best gave offense. up the game. Yeah. Uh, and I understand that Vic Fangio is not the biggest let's send blitzes, and we were so mad at Josh Boyer last year because all he did was send blitzes, and the Dolphins were in rough spots. But maybe some blitzes, something, because look what happened when they finally kind of sold out and got after Justin Herbert. All of a sudden, they were there and hitting Justin Herbert. Like, man, was that rough. Rough, 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 rough. The Dolphins are... Thankful they have McDaniel and Tua, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, and that whole crew. So my my best, I I because I rag on him so badly, and we've made it sort of a thing to get on Baker Mayfield. Like what the Bucks did going to Mini, getting the job done, and I see Baker Mayfield running out of the pocket, taking clotheslines along the sideline, and getting his whole bench fired up. I kind of liked that. I'll go ahead and give my best to the Bucks. Oh my god, I was kind of cool. Are you serious? I was really kind of cool. Incredible. What a day. What a day this is. And I I brought my candle in too. You did bring your 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 Baker Mayfield candle. Uh and then looks like he's got some use too. Have you been burning that candle? Of course. (laughs) You're sick. Put the aroma in the air. Yeah. I just smell it. (laughs) What is that smell? You smell it and you're like time to bake. (laughs) Time to bake is what I thought when I lit it. It smells like grit. And then uh the Giants. I mean, that was Come on. What what are you doing? Like I sat here and I was told that Daniel Jones deserved that contract. I was told that Brian Dable came in and he had completely refreshed the franchise. And then you're gonna after after that entire offseason, what what was that? That was an absolute abject nightmare. The Giants as a team, that's the worst. That is the worst. Your best and worst player team, Theo. Uh, just to to put an exclamation point on this, best and worst Sunday. Sunday, yesterday, NFL. Yeah. I, I got a zig, uh, or I guess zag against your 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 Giants take. I'm just gonna go Micah Parsons or and or Dan Quinn as best as performance. Best. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that Cowboys defense. I mean, I know the Eagles are right up there with them. I know the 49ers have something to say, but that Cowboys defense looked historically good last night. And if they can continue, I mean, the Giants at the end of the day, like they didn't seem like they had a chance to even get anything going. I don't even want to judge what Brian Dayball and and Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley are going to be in this second year together as a unit. I'll I'll tell you right now what they're going to be. Bottom half of the league in offense. I don't think so, though. I I don't know. Definitely. I mean, they could be, but I don't even think you can judge it properly opening up against that Cowboys defense that just had their number all night. They couldn't block in the pouring rain in the pouring rain. as Well, well, I'll say this. Yeah. What Daniel Jones was able to do last year in that offense, an anomaly and easily schemed for going into year two with him and Dable. You can say that, but again. I, I did, and I'll stand by it. Well, let's measure it up against a team that's not like the most prolific defense maybe in the past yeah, three, four that's years. that's a total like, overreaction Monday take. Yeah. I'm fine with it. <laughs> because that first drive. They look it's solid. It, it, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, it, was, it, was, like, it, was, okay. it was scary. Daniel Jones was tucking was, and going. He had 35 rushing yards yeah. in the first drive of the game. He right. marched and, right and down the field. They saw one one possession of Daniel Jones, <laughs> and then that was enough for them to be able to dominate him the rest of the night. We'll see. I mean, everybody doesn't have a Micah Parsons, a Trayvon Diggs. Everybody doesn't have a Dan Quinn up there in the box just calling call the defense, calling his ass off. So eventually, like what he did the Cowboys last night. will Cowboy, and I feel confident about that. But, yes, they are an outstanding yes. defense, and they very well could win that division. But I've seen enough of the Giants to know. 
That's a bottom half offense in the NFL in 2023. Book that, Ken Levick has said. So. <laughs> All right, so we're on 45 minutes into the show, and you have three in. hot, bad takes so far. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was the other two? I think I've been on. I think I've made You, you have been no, on. I've no, no, made no, top of the world. Though. I've been made, I made something Chiefs-related. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The fact that Tua uses Tyree Kill better than Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> yeah. I feel great about that, too. No, it was something else you said. It was uh, something. I forget what it was. Remember 15 minutes in, I said I was going to mark the date. I can't remember what it was, though. It was uh, that a player? Terrible. A player, I, I think... I don't want going under the radar too. Is deserving of some credit. Talk about unexpected, but at the same time, not unexpected. Calvin Ridley of the Jaguars. Oh yeah, no, that I mean, was expected. It was expected, yeah, right? Yeah. But at the same time, the way he did it in the very first oh, half yeah, of that yeah, football yeah. game, he's a menace. Yeah, yeah he, he he's definitely gonna be, is. He's going to be a dog, and and it's it's surprising to me that we didn't anticipate that because everybody looks at time off in the NFL as always oh, going to be rusty, but also it's like, oh, guess what? Guess what? He hasn't been doing the past two years, taking hits. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like getting wear and tear on his body. He's what, yeah. 29 years old, but he's playing. Fresh. He was the best player on that football field. Taking more bets than hits over the yeah. last Hello. two years, hey, Calvin Ridley. Hey, hey. Uh, and, and but no, the Jags rule last. Like they they flat out are fun as hell to watch, and they're good too. Uh, and then what was your 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 worst yesterday that you that you saw player or team? My worst is going to go back to that Jags Colts game, and it's not going to be a player or a team. It's going to be the front office for what they've done. <laughs> Uh, and holding back Jonathan Taylor because I feel like Anthony Richardson can be the real mm-hmm. deal. And if they had a running back behind him like Jonathan Taylor, who you either keep and play or you trade him away and let him be great somewhere else and maybe get something back for him and try and build around Anthony Richardson, you can do something. Competent. But don't forget, the owner says if if him and Jonathan Taylor died tomorrow, the game would yeah. just move on. They, and, they, 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 the sport would just move on. Yeah. That's good, good bargaining. That is a good way to want to keep to have your star player want to stay there. So Jim Irsay, Jim Irsay gets my worst performance because again, it looks like Anthony Richardson after all the preseason hype, after all of the offseason talk, the ups and downs that he couldn't do it at Florida in the SEC. How's he going to do it in the NFL? He looks like a guy who can, but will he? And a lot of that is dependent on what Jim Irsay allows his GM to do out there, as well as what they surround Anthony Richardson with. So I'm. I'm I'm still optimistic. Remember, before the season, I called it Anthony Richardson, best rookie quarterback in this class. I'm optimistic, but damn, is he in a bad position. He's got the leg up right now on Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. That's for sure. Uh, Bryce Young looks... um, He's solid. He's overwhelmed. He's solid. He just has no line. He's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine, but yesterday... Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. He threw from his goal line. He threw... A, a ball right over the middle that was probably going to be one of the easiest interceptions of the year. And, like that, that was and that's a rough. Falcons defense, yeah. too. Let's talk about a Cowboys defense. Let's talk about like a Bucks defense. Yeah. Like, he's going to get hurt. Yeah. The, yeah. the Panthers. You're not quite ready. I like CJ Stroud is entertainingly reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Did I you like see him. the play where he, the, ball, the ball gets dropped? He picks it up. He runs 20, 30 yards in the backfield and just chunks it yeah. down the field. Almost I, gets a receiver kill. I am all in yeah. on CJ Stroud because he is gloriously dangerous. <laughs> he reminds me of Josh Allen year one Oof. where you're like, what in the hell is he doing? And then sometimes, and again, this is a one game sample size, uh, but then sometimes you're like, whew. That was kind of cool. And then another time, you're like, he is going to get him or his, someone else killed. Uh, he's he's awesome. I wait, love wait, that. Wait till he throws the ball backwards. That's when he's really going to oh, get his, That's uh, when he's going to yeah. get the full Josh Allen in yeah. the playoffs, the full Josh <laughs> Allen experience. Um, can we real quick, can we real quick just play? This is how bad it went for the Giants. Their newly paid quarterback played all game oh. in a 40 to nothing game. And Brian Dayball, again, your 2022 Coach of the Year, he was asked, why did, you, why did you keep him in the game? And when week one, when week one you have a coach saying this, you might be in for a rough ride. Here's Brian Dayball. Did you um, ever think of taking Daniel out because he took a pretty big beating? Yeah, no. Um, no, I was going to let him see it through there just until that last series. Try to get something positive going down. We didn't have much going. Uh, just wanted to try to get a, you know, a positive drive and, and try to punch the ball into the end zone. Um, but that didn't happen. I mean, that's like college level stuff. Like, it oh, is. I just want to. I, I wanted these kids to to put something on film that yep. we could go back on and feel positivity. It's the NFL. You just pay the guy. Get him out of the game. If he's worth that money, then he has the mental fortitude to just move on to week two. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. That's, that's bad. Big brain. That is bad. My wife, <laughs> my wife goes, did he gain weight in the offseason? Who, Dayball? I, I don't know. Dayball, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the rain <laughs> like, made his tell? shirt went into just sticking to him, but boy, 
He does look rotund. What was the most unexpected thing from the opening NFL Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, I'm super excited about this because I've been uh, wanting to work with these people for quite some time. But uh, you should go ahead and jump on the prize picks train, all right? Because you can play with me and, and you can... You can get credited by just using the promo code KLV. Prizepicks.com slash KLV. Use code KLV. Prizepicks is going to match your first deposit up to $100. This is the best daily fantasy. I love Prize Picks because Theo knows it. Stone knows it. I have adult ADHD. If you ask me to get involved in a season-long fantasy league, I'm a big no because I, I don't pay attention after like week four. And then I'm playing some guy who broke his leg two weeks prior and then I'm losing and it's a waste of my time and a waste of my money. I much prefer, hey, immediate action. Give me immediate action and that's what Prize Picks provides. Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash KLV. Use code KLV. They are matching your first deposit up to $100. It's the easiest interface. I open up my Prize Picks app and I'm right there. I'm able to start playing immediately. I went a four pick entry yesterday. Four pick entry. Quarterbacks, all more yards than. The great thing about Prize Picks is they, they're trying to make sure that you win. They're giving you these free tiles. Mm. So I had Dak Prescott, more passing yards than a half a passing yard. Easy. So there you go. That's easy money right there, I mean, obviously. He barely played offense, though. So you know what's crazy? Didn't he didn't hit. even need half a passing <laughs> yard yesterday, you know? Uh, but Tua, more than 264 and a half yards. I said, give me that because I trust Tua. I didn't see 466 coming. But that, that in the first quarter, I'm like, I'm in the money mm. right there. Jordan Love, more than 212 and a half passing yards. I said, you know what? I'll give the youngster a go against this Bears defense. And boy, did that pay dividends. Shout almost. Out, shout dividends. out Mike Tannenbaum. Yeah, yeah. What up, Mike T? He was right. Almost paid dividends. Mm. Want to know why it didn't ultimately pay dividends? I got three of my four more than quarterbacks passing yards. Then there's Geno Smith. I said, surely, Geno, the comeback player of the year, writing letters. He would come out against an old Rams team, no Jalen Ramsey any longer, and throw for more than 253 and a half yards. Oh. He barely eked out 112 passing yards. I had three of my four pick entry. That would have been money in the pocket, just like that. But Gino, he screwed me over. But that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I immediately had Dak, bam. I immediately had two, bam. Jordan Love got me. And I'm sitting there hanging on bated breath, and then Gino failed me. But that's why I love prize picks, because it's instant gratification. It's easy to play. It's not just more than with quarterbacks. It's rushing yards. It's defense. It's the whole thing. It's super fun. You can you can play with your friends, just have them join Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com slash KLV, code KLV. It's easy. Matt Jr. deposit up to $100. Play with us this football season on Ken LeVick Alive. Me, Ken LeVick at KLV. Prize Picks. Download the app, and it's right there in front of you. Time to make some coin thanks to Prize Picks. Uh, real quick, uh, I, I, I wanted to make sure that we talked about Coco Golf for a second before we get back into football. Stone is the biggest tennis brain that I know. Coco Del Rey. Watching her roll through the U.S. Open and win that title on Saturday, that's just electric stuff. And me, I, I pay attention to tennis. I'm a novice. But she is a big reason why I would watch more than just Grand Slams. I love the way she plays. And the way she played Saturday against... Uh, Arena Sabalenka. Uh, yeah, Sabalenka. That looked like... Djokovic stuff, what Coco is doing. Defense, 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 defense. Wear you down, grind you out, mentally tougher. Like that, that right there, and she's 19 years old, that's as badass as it gets. And I hope that this area 
would be proud as hell of this girl who has been raised here, represents everything that's good about Palm Beach County. She went out there and she took it. She earned that thing, and she has potential greatest of all time written all over her. Mm, mm. No, she absolutely does. You talked about her being 19 years old, and it's very reminiscent. I know it sounds funny, but to what Serena Williams did Mm -hmm. to the WTA and what Tiger Woods did to the PGA Tour. She has a chance to be transcendent. Yeah, like athletically, there's nobody out there who plays like her. Her opponent was a lot stronger, a lot more experienced, all of those things, but the defense that you talked about with Coco Goff, it's what we saw when Serena Williams was in her prime. So I think there's a, a very high ceiling for Coco, 19 years old, to win a U.S. Open like that. And to go back-to-back, back, right? The tournament before that, uh, WTA 1000, which is a big event as well, to win that. Mm. And then the following two weeks later, win the U.S. Open. is ridiculous stuff from Coco. Canes win. Dolphins win. Coco wins. Hell of a sports weekend. Yeah, it is. Great. Great. Not, and, and not going to mention FAU. Like, look, <laughs> look, they got, they got, they already got a win under their belt. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing I'll say about Coco, and I'm not a huge tennis guy, but the the ground she covers reminds me of like the right. great safeties in football, where it's like a ball goes up in the air, and one moment he's on like the left hash, and then in a flash of a second he's on the other hash, making an interception or something. Like she's like, like that. And I'm not a big tennis guy. I'm proud of Coco. Happy for what uh, she did. First Grand Slam title. Um, but that was it's impeccable to see her play. Sabalink is the new world number one, right? She is. She yeah. is. She brought down the world number one. Yeah. And, she, and then Sabalinka brought down a racket afterwards in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a camera. That was weird that to, was, to release footage uh, that shouldn't be out there of her smashing rackets in the locker room. And the afterwards. camera, I'd expect her. that type of behavior. That was really bizarre. That, was it? I a, love it. It's very normal. Is it? Is it normal to have those stuff? Tweet it out afterwards? It is. It okay. Is. They, they'll try to get as much content as they can. That sucks, those locker rooms. Yeah. That's nonsense. That's total nonsense. It is. But uh, Coco Goff's uncle, big listener to this show. What up, Unc? Congratulations to everybody in the Goff family. Coco Goff rules ass and, even better, 19 years old, winning U.S. Open. $3 million in the old bank Ooh. account. 19 years old. Somebody asked her yesterday, what are you going to spend all this money on? And she's like, well, considering I still live at home with my parents. Yeah, 19, I ain't got no debt. Considering I didn't go to college. <laughs> yeah. I don't have yeah. any debt here. I still get uh, ravioli and dinner made for me yeah. every night from my parents. Coco, oh. you do whatever the hell you want with that money. You right. earned it. Big time stuff right there. Uh, because it's Monday and because a lot of abject nonsense happens over the weekend, you got to call it out. We're always keeping a keen eye on it. And a lot of stuff that you hear and see, it's dog bleep. It's absolute nonsense. What the hell are they doing? What the hell is she saying? Why are we doing this? So we'd like to try and aggregate it for you with the help of Jets head coach Robert Sala. We call it Dog Bleep Monday here on Ken Levick Alive. Um, yeah, dog <laughs> What is the biggest example, the biggest piece of dog bleep that you saw or heard watching sports, listening to sports this weekend. The biggest dog bleep in sports from the weekend. Let us know what it is for you. You can call 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, or you can message us on social media at KLV1063. What's the biggest dog bleep you saw or heard in sports this weekend? It's a dog bleep Monday, 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Dog bleep Monday on the way. He's Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.